The Ectoplasm Show is brought to you by North KC's Big Rip Brewing Company. Lighten up dark matter, have a craft beer. Welcome to Paranormal Warehouse. Paranormal Warehouse is the ultimate social media website for paranormal investigators and researchers. Create a profile, add friends, upload video, audio, and photographic evidence. Discuss theories and techniques in the forum. Create a group for your team or find a team to join. Watch, listen, and comment on evidence uploaded by other users. Join today and support Paranormal Unity. It's free. Visit ParanormalWarehouse.com to join. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're waiting for you. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. My name is Josh Hurd, and joining me is my good pal, Mr. Jason Koopsik. What's up, sir? Oh, just another fun weekend. <laughs> you know, I posted on uh, yeah on uh, Facebook that we graciously let Walking Dead have the spotlight last night. Yeah, we uh, we gave it up to them. Instead of recording, um, I mean, let's be honest though. Like, I'm pretty sure nobody would be checking us out on Twitch during The Walking Dead. You know what I'm saying? Well, we would have took half the audience. I mean, <laughs> it just wouldn't be fair. It just wouldn't so. be fair. Yeah, that's yeah. a very good point. It's a good point. <laughs> I uh, I still have yet to see what happened. It's it's free online. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I you can uh, go to AMC and yeah, watch it. I could, I could, but at the same time, I'm sure you already heard what happened. I might. We're, we don't no. need to talk about it. No, we're not going to talk about it because I have yet to actually hear what happened. Um, Nobody spoiled uh, it on Facebook. I, there was a couple people today that were about to uh, to talk about it. I took myself out of the equation right quick and in a hurry. Um, I have been avoiding social media like the fucking plague because I just I I, I don't want to know yet I just don't want to know so I don't know well, did, you watched I it I could ruin it for you you watched it I did <sighs> actually I can say that you're gonna fuck this all up for me right now no I'm, I, I <laughs> I'm trying to not ruin it. Okay. I could I wasn't surprised by part of it. Okay. Okay. I had called it part of it. So just say you and I had talked about all this anyway. Yeah. Okay. But how about I give us a toast and then we'll get started. Let's, let's do a toast. Let's do a little toast here. Let me get my drinky poo. What are you drinking? Drinking uh crystal light energy. Uh, the uh, grape variety. Yeah. Plum Crazy Purple. Not, 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 
I, I thought you drank the pink. Uh, that's wild strawberry, and I do have some of that. I'm trying to ease off of that. I'm getting. I'm. <laughs> I'm really enjoying the. Uh, the the grape flavor. Why is it called plum crazy it's, grape? If it's, it's not. Grape? It's not. <laughs> it's oh. just grape. I called it plum crazy purple because I'm a jackass and I just make fun of everything. Sorry. Oh, okay. I didn't mean to confuse you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just thought like, that's not very good marketing. No, not at all. The lie to your customers. <laughs> the good people of Crystal Light. <laughs> Here's a toast. May your joys be as deep as the ocean and your sorrows as light as its foam. Whoa. Simple and... uh, But effective. Yeah, simple and effective. (laughs) Cheers, guys. Yeah, I'm drinking uh, Big Rip Groovy Pale Ale. Nice. Very nice. I told you the other night that I have your favorite. Yes, pissed me off a little bit, too freezer or refrigerator right now damn fine beer over there at big rip if you guys are in the north kc area you should check them out for damn sure if you haven't already you yeah, will not be dis- Kansas City area yeah you will not be disappointed that is for sure so and just let them know we sent you give them a nice little pat on the behind be like hey that's from jason say that <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely tell them that the ectoplasm show sent you Oh, my gosh. What do we got here? I got a text message from you. Yeah? yeah. You just got it? Yeah. It says, ready when you are. How about oh, that? Oh, let's see. How about that? That hey. reminds me. I might as well check the Ecto line. You might as well. Do we have some calls? I think so. Uh, we don't have any phone calls. Oh, we got some texts. Uh, I sold a camcorder to Miranda. Nice. I tell you what, I yeah. was uh, going over the numbers today for the Ectoplasm Show. Yeah? We hit 684 downloads two days ago. Nice. And that was just for one day. That's not awesome. Ba- not I bad mean, at I've all. Been trying to get us promoted online. Yeah, not bad at possible. all. Not bad at all. So yeah, we got a new a new listener, a new well, I don't know exactly how new they are to okay. the show, but I'm pretty sure they are. It says, Hey, is this the Ectoplasm show number? <laughs> I said, Yeah, but he said, Awesome, listening to you guys right now. I'm Ben from Mysterium Shift. We have been following you guys, recently stumbled upon your podcast. Sweet. They they followed us on Instagram. That's I'm I know they're on Instagram, so I think that's how they found us. Uh, if you don't follow our Instagram page, go ahead and go over there and do that. Um, I asked, uh, I said, awesome. How do you like it? He says, love it. We are a new paranormal research group, so anything paranormal, we basically devour. Very cool. And uh, says, we have been trying to network as much as possible with podcasts and paranormal groups. We love your guys' show. They're in California, and uh, they have a couple investigations under their belt, and they have a Skinwalker case coming up. Whoa. That's pretty sweet. Check huh. them out on YouTube. Yeah, absolutely. Tell them I'd the s- Ectoplasm Show sent you. You know what's really jacked about demographics and things of that nature? As far as the United States is concerned, speaking of like going over all the Ectoplasm numbers that I have been lately, um, California is absolutely our biggest market. 
hands down our biggest market. Well, it's one of the most populated states in the country, so... I'm telling... But it, it's... What the fuck was that? <laughs> Regardless, isn't it weird, though, that California... That's not as weird as our Instagram. What? No, I'm just saying, like, you and I are Midwest guys, and yeah. nobody from the Midwest fucking gives a shit who we have. <laughs> oh, that's not true. But on our Instagram, it has analytics now, too. Like, I've been able to, I made our page a, a quote-unquote business page that gives us analytics for nice. our Instagram. And our biggest following country-wise is the United States, of course, but city-wise, if you break it down to city, our largest following is in Ottawa, Canada on Instagram. Nice. I'm I'm not sure why. I don't know if I followed a bunch of people from there and they followed back, but... Look at you. Look at you. Look at me. I'm just saying, look at you go. So, um... I have some more info, by the by. Here, this was just posted a day ago. Um, I believe it was last week we talked about that UFO hunter, uh, Max Spears. Yeah, and you and I chatted about him a little bit the other day. We did. Um, I there seems to be a little more to this here. His fiance reveals what he was threatening to expose. Did you read anything on her? I did not see that. After I told you what I found, I just haven't looked at him again. Well, it's interesting, and I'll, I'll get to what's interesting about it, because you and I had chatted, I, fuck, I think it was last night or the day before, I don't know, whatever. but anyway. Max Spears, a healthy 39-year-old researcher of UFOs, paranormal activity, who was visiting the city of Warsaw in Poland last week to give a public talk about details of what some of his investigations have uh, been turning up. He was staying with a female acquaintance who he hadn't known for very long. He was discovered dead. According to the Polish authorities who took temporary custody of the body, he died from natural causes. We talked about that in great length last week. However, then, yeah, his mother, fiance, all are saying that uh, there's foul play. His friends have pointed out that the day before uh, the dead body or of Spears was uh, he had taken ill and was reported to be vomiting some black liquid. We had talked about that a little bit as well. Uh, you and I personally had, Jason. Yeah. Uh, this strongly suggests that he could have been poisoned. His fiance Sarah Adams is certain that she knows the reason why. According to Adams, Spears had been receiving death threats about the investigation into uh, this group. The group is alleged, uh, let me see here, Black Magic Group uncovered his investigations into a paranormal phenomenon. The group uh, is alleged to count many illustrious and powerful figures in its number, including prominent politicians, celebrities from the world of entertainment. It has been alleged that this occult group is an international organization. Like I said, he had been receiving a lot of death threats lately. Which apparently for him um, is not necessarily um, a rarity. Like he gets death threats constantly. Adam said, though, that uh, before his death, uh, she and Spears were seriously concerned 
that somebody might follow up on these intimidating messages. Apparently, they just kept coming and coming and coming, and they were actually legitimately uh, concerned about this. So we're still waiting, obviously, on the uh, on the autopsy. But more so, more to come here. But you brought up an interesting point. The point being that the dude was like, supposedly, the dude's a fucking drug addict. He's not supposedly a like drug he's addict. a full he on a drug addict. Yeah, full on drug addict. I don't remember what his drug was choice was off the top of my head, but he did do a lot of drugs. One of which, from what I read, could cause the vomiting of a black liquid um i don't i don't know personally about that but that's what i read plus maybe he's injecting diesel fuel into his uh he is the quintessential conspiracy theorist that makes all other conspiracy theorists look bad yeah he is the guy that has a tinfoil hat for his tinfoil hat yeah um, it's a lot of the stuff he talks about I've I've heard before even the stuff I mentioned to you the uh, I'll I'll mention here in a second but um, there's as most people know there's two types of conspiracy theorists there's one like me that thinks things are possible but most likely most of what we hear isn't real yes Um, but we still find it interesting. I still like to read about it. I still like to hear about it. And then there's the person that believes every single conspiracy theory there is out there. Earth, and spews it out <laughs> and makes everybody else look bad. So this guy, I heard a recording of one of his last interviews. And uh, let me tell you, it bounces around from a bunch of different things. They reference like 15 different movies in one little part. Jeez. Anyways, one of his things and he wasn't even asked about this he just went into it after um a question was asked it was so this the saturn used to be the real sun and then it was imprisoned by a race of beings using the rings (laughs) and what our universe is what we see as our sun is projected through our moon from saturn by Nazis (laughs) on the moon and we're all being duped for whatever reason. I don't know why they would care about hiding Saturn (laughs) as the sun. I don't get that, but um, shit. guess it could be real, but why? I mean, he was... If I was him, I like I'm a little bit of I'm a little bit paranoid about the government shit like that. Not necessarily I think they'd actually do anything to me, but I'm paranoid sure. about certain things. Yeah. But this guy had to be paranoid on top of paranoid on top of paranoid. And his mother and his wife well, I don't know about his mother, but his wife or girlfriend would have to be the same way. Or how could she put up with them? Yeah, that's probably a good point. Like this, uh, maybe he was just caca duty shit crazy, and maybe that's why. Like you, what you're saying there, he's he's always looking over his shoulder, and maybe that was part of the reason for the drugs. Maybe uh, you know what I mean. His way of coping or whatever. Uh, no, I'm not defending my, the guy uh, in any way, but I'm just my saying. buddy uh, Tim Lyons from the Kansas City Bastards yeah. in our. Twitch 
upbeat and he says Nazis on the moon sounds like a hell of a musical there's actually it's not a musical but there's actually um, a movie that's about Nazis on the moon I haven't seen it and I can't remember it's called Iron Moon or Iron something that's so hot I can't remember what it was but it you know it's not an old movie about Nazis being on the moon which is a theory about where Hitler went you know we could go all day about Nazis on the moon really yeah if I wanted to but I'm not going to I'm glad you're not going to like this guy (laughs) yes Oh my goodness! So, what do you got for me, man? You got some sexy stuff? Conspiracy theories. Yeah. Uh, um, headline: Jared Leto. I was lured into Hollywood Illuminati cult. This is a direct quote from Leto. Well, it's via his a friend of his. So uh, this comes from HighDooth which is hidden truth. Hidden truth, yeah. Uh, Jared Leto went, quote, extra crazy in his method acting to play the Joker role in the new Batman movie, but according to a friend, it's not his acting technique that made him rich and famous. It's his membership of the Illuminati. Quote, he was presented with an opportunity. He told me they lured him in and he cut a deal. He said, explaining that Leto must now promote the cause for the rest of his days. Jared Leto, who is obsessed with the all-seeing eye, the symbol representing the eye of Lucifer overseeing his minions, has even tweeted Illuminati references as recently as last December. But Leto's childhood friend isn't down on the actor slash musician for making the decision. Quote, if you were presented with the opportunity, can you be sure you wouldn't take the same choice or make the same choice? Uh, the 32nds to Mars frontman's stage decorations regularly feature Illuminati symbolism, a capstone pyramid representing right. the top-down command structure of the Illuminati rulers of the universe, even featured in the band's logo. Shit. So, I mean... I like the honestly, band. <laughs> I, I do, too, actually. Um, I think they're great. Honestly, if... I I know a lot about symbolism within the uh, supposed Illuminati. Yeah. You can find that anywhere. Yes. You can find that anywhere if you look for it. Yes. So he did I I did see the tweet that they're referencing and it, all it's, it says Illuminati and then it has the eye emoji with a money emoji and then another emoji on it. So That's it. Is that all knows, it has? He's that's all that that particularly that particular tweet said but I mean I'm gonna tweet um, that shit right now <laughs> yeah, he, um, he could be Illuminati but I, I don't know this comes from a friend uh, claims to be a close personal friend of his huh crazy crazy I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna shift gears a little bit here a million. Uh, Tim, Tim, What's Tim that? Lyons thinks Jetta, Jared Leto is hot. I I would totally like seriously. <laughs> look, <laughs> I would totally, totally say the exact same thing. Leto is a hottie. There I said it. There I said it. <laughs> so what do you think? Do you think the Illuminati is real? And do you think? I mean, 
this I, this discussion is but here's the deal everybody points uh, every finger to the illuminati to figure out how to make more money so i'm just saying like everybody's like oh there's something shady going on it's the illuminati you know what i'm saying that word is tossed around so many times like it's it's getting ridiculous so do i think there's some form of a secret society out there that may or may not influence a shit ton of things that we are not privy to. Yes, I do buy into that. I do believe that. Do I think that they're called necessarily the Illuminati or anything like that? No, not necessarily. I don't think so. All right, I got to straighten it out. Tim Straight. did not say he was hot. Damn it. He said, I you like know, how every famous person is all of a sudden Robert Johnson to various people when they're really just aesthetically pleasing. You know, <laughs> Tim, you kind of left me out here on the line now. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, damn it. Here I am. All right. Great. <laughs> you got a story? I do have a story. All right, just segue into that. <laughs> nice little segue. Here we go. Yeah. We'll keep it rolling. Um, a million mummies unearthed in Egypt, and it says one is a red-haired giant. <laughs> so, but I found this interesting anyway. Um, a cemetery containing more than a million mummified human bodies has been unearthed in central Egypt, according to archaeologists. Um, they've already excavated... Uh, more than 1,700 uh, mummies preserved by the hot, dry desert in the Fayum region of Egypt, about 60 miles south of Cairo. Uh, here's a quote here. Uh, we are fairly certain we have over a million burials within this cemetery. It's large and it's dense. Project director Carrie Mul- Mulstein associate professor in the Department of Ancient Scripture at Brigham Young University said in a paper uh, he presented at the, so- so- excuse me, at the Society for the Study of Egyptian Antiquities Scholars. Uh, it says there's... <laughs> then there's the giant. This makes no sense to me. It says then there's the giant. One male mummy measured over seven feet tall had to be folded to fit in the burial shaft. Here's a quote. The male was so tall that he did not fit into the burial shaft that had been prepared for him, so they bent him in half and tossed him in. <laughs> That's a quote. Um, but it, um, they think that his size was caused by a medical condition of some sort. So with almost a million mummies yet to be uncovered, many more mysteries remain. But, I mean, seven foot tall, yeah, it's tall. And maybe for that it's, time, it's probably ungodly tall. But that's true. Yeah. Um, recently, recent discover, discoveries among uh, many different countries, yeah. areas that thought were isolated from the outside world of ancient stuff have been um, shown that world travel happened. Even back then. So this could have been somebody from some other land visiting that happened to die while he was there. Um, Yeah, that's very tall, even now, and especially for back then. But um, it's definitely not out of the realm of possibilities. Yeah. 
I mean, they just the, Ch- Japan was thought to be isolated on purpose. They kept themselves I- isolated for a thousand years or whatever until recent history. But they found in one of the castles on in southern Japan just this year yeah. a stash of Roman. I think it's Roman. Roman or Greek coins. Um, and now they think the castle was actually built by whoever was tra- whoever traveled there. Really? And then there's, you know, evidence in Ireland of somebody from Australia, an Aboriginal, buried there that they think traveled from Australia to it's either England or Scotland, somewhere somewhere in that region as far back as when the Egyptians were around. So Well that's interesting. They could be it could be just somebody that was trading with them yeah. and happened to be there and died, so they just you know, buried with the buried them with the rest of them. Absolutely. It's freaking nuts though. Crazy stuff, buddy. But I mean think of that. A million mummies. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of fucking that, people. If, if you know if um you know what archaeologists think is true is that they had slaves that built the pyramids. Yes, you'd have to have a lot of people, That's and they point. were a, a really long-standing dynasty of pharaohs. Yeah, that you know it, it could have taken them hundreds upon hundreds of years to right to bury that many people. So it's it's shocking that it's a Definitely, just a lot. probably one of the most massive graveyards in the world. Exactly. I, I still don't. I mean, you know, this show doesn't necessarily have to be paranormal stuff, but I don't, I don't think that's necessarily an odd thing. It's, yeah. it's, I don't know. It's, it's cool. Oh yeah. And I don't think it's out of the realm of reality. I like it. I think it's good. Yeah. Oh. What was that about? I'm gassy, buddy. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Just gassy uh, over headline, here. Oregon Hospital Quarantined After Unexplained Mass Hallucinations. That's so hot. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. This comes from a mysterious universe. Okay. Uh, news outlet Oregon Live has reported that a hospital in Coos Bay, Oregon was placed under quarantine after an unexplained outbreak of mysterious mass hallucinations. Now, they say mass hallucinations, but it was only four people. But uh, <laughs> Damn it. The outbreak was discovered when emergency personnel came to an, assist, an assisted living caregiver who dialed 911 in the early morning hours of October 12th of this year. Okay. The caregiver claimed she had become alarmed after seven or eight people began attempting to tear the roof off of her car. <laughs> Police arrived, declared the scene normal, and left. The next morning, the caregiver once again called police, this time claiming the exact same thing was happening. At what this point, fuck? police began to suspect the woman might be psychotic and yeah. sent two deputies to escort her to a mental health professional. That's probably best. That's when things got weird. The deputies reported that shortly after arriving, they began to feel strange sensations of euphoria and became lightheaded. 
an elderly woman in the care of the seemingly crazed caregiver caregiver then began speaking nonsense and acting erratically. Luckily, the de- deputies realized something was afoot and were, were able to gain enough composure to call for backup. A hazmat team was dispatched to the house and all four stricken individuals were taken to a separate nearby hospital. So it was four individuals, but the two police officers started feeling something weird when they got there. Uh, it says the hospital ward treating the four hallucinatory victims were placed under quarantine until a cause for the mystery illness was found. The original hypothesis was the hallucinations were caused by fentanyl patches worn by the elderly woman since all four victims had close contact with the patches. Wow. It says fentanyl is a powerful opioid narcotic that can cause confusion, dizziness, nervousness, hallucinations, and anxiety and was concluded to be the cause of the legendary musician Prince's death in 2016. Uh, Due to its rapid onset and similar effects, the fentanyl patches were an obvious cause for the mass hallucinations. However, all the patches were accounted for in the resulting investigation in Coos County Sheriff's Office spokesperson Patrick Downing reported that police have ruled out the drug as the cause of the unexplained mass hallucinations. Oh, that's interesting. Investigation, yeah, investigations has investigation has found that all those patches and potential medications that have caused the symptoms have been accounted for. No source of the contamination has been found. The vehicles, equipment, and uniforms have been checked with no contaminants identified or located on or about them. So yeah. They don't know what it is. That's amazing. Got four people tripping balls. We don't know. And then two officers show up and within a few minutes of being there, they're starting to flip out and realize it. Yeah. Well, at least they were able to, uh, to recognize that. They go on in this article to talk about demonic possession and other stuff like that. I'm guessing it probably has a more natural explanation, but it's an unknown one that they couldn't tell from testing anything so far. That's what's weird about it, I guess. Fuck. Well, that's cool. Huh. Maybe this is something that's spread over the entire country, and that's why we have two candidates that are shit. (laughs) That are shit. They're just shit. Let's start talking politics. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, no, no. Oh, here's a good one for you. Do that. German U-boat attacked by a sea monster. Oh, shit. You stole my one of my stories. Oh, That's fuck fine. me. Found on the seabed. It's okay. Off of Scotland. <laughs> um, German submarine said to have been attacked by a sea monster. It's been found off the coast of Scotland. Discovered it near Wingtownshire in the southwest of the country. The wreck of the German World War I submarine was identified by workers who were laying a new power cable under the North Sea. Captain Gunther Kreck told his British captors in 1918 that his vessel was on the surface because a horned, fanged monster had jumped onto the ship and caused it 
to list before biting off a section of the forward gun. Uh, Damage forced the entire crew to surrender to the British patrol. The men were taken off and the submarine was scuttled. It's great to see how Nessie's saltwater cousin clearly got involved. You broke up right there. What's that? You broke up just like a sentence ago. Okay, so so it says it's great to see how Nessie's saltwater cousin clearly got involved in helping with the war effort. She even managed to do the damage without anyone being killed. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Fun stuff. Interesting, though. Clint says uh, he thinks you are scrolling Tinder while you're on your phone. Hey, buddy. (laughs) How does he know? Is he on Tinder? (laughs) I don't know. Maybe. He's on right now. So, yeah, I mean, it's almost 100 years ago. It was 1918. Right. I think I'm dying over here, man. My goodness. Josh, do you want to hook up with the sea monster? Because it's horny? Just because it's horny. That's the only reason. Yeah. I mean, that's why it, what initially caught my attention right there. That was it. Oh, Maybe. Clinton said you swipe left on him. <laughs> Here's what's fucked about it, okay? I don't even know what that means. Is is Tinder, Tinder's well, like a dating means, thing, right? I've never been on it. It's a dating thing, right? It's yeah, that's what uh, it is. Like a couple of my buddies have used it, so I've seen it. Yeah, you swipe one way or the other depending on who you, um, oh, who you want to see or or not talk. To. I don't know. Huh? Uh, Sean Sean Jeffers says, "What's up? What up, Sean?" So, Sean's anyways, cool let's cat. talk about this. What do you think? What do you think about the story? I. I don't know. Maybe he's drunk. I don't know. Maybe he was just... Germans uh, drink a lot. I know. No, I'm just saying. Let's put ourselves in the situation for a second. You're captured. It wasn't just him, though. I know. It was hundreds of other... Uh, not hundreds, but a bunch of other crew members right. saw it as well. It could happen. Like There is weird shit that we have no idea what's going on. Right? Or... I can uh, play a little bit of the devil's advocate That's exactly, of what it could be. Okay, go for it. Go for it. So they're in the height of war. Yeah. They're on edge. Yeah. They're on, you know, above water. They're most vulnerable. Not above water, but on the water surface, their most vulnerable position. Sure. And they see an eye, a big eye. And then maybe their minds start filling in the rest because it could be a whale's eye it could be just the way the waves were i mean sure. it's they're looking for any potential threat so there are there is such thing and we just had the story about hallucinations there is such thing as mass hysteria Very when much one so. person starts seeing something other people start seeing it as well because yes. they're in such a heightened state right um so yeah i mean who knows? And it said, I, we'll, uh, never, "We'll obviously never know." It's a very cool story. It is cool, but it also said that it it uh, it bit off the the gun. Is that what it said on that fucking story? I don't know. I'm gonna have to pull it up again. It's fucked up. It said something like that. Uh, like, maybe it ran it. Maybe they ran into something. Exactly. I don't know. I think that they say, and I don't know any different. But scientists say that. 
we know our moon and parts of our solar system more than we know the depths of our oceans, even today. Bingo. So there could be things down there that we don't know. I would be surprised if there wasn't something large down there that we don't know about. So it does say that it jumped on top of the ship, caused it to list before biting off a section of the forward gun. It does say that. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, well, I mean, it could have... I don't know how big this submarine was, but it was at the time... They did have submarine. They did have a few submarines during the Civil War, but they were just little things that weren't used very long underwater to go into harbors. But this was still near the beginning of submarine technology. Sure. Uh, so I don't know how big the sub was. But whales are massive, yeah. So it could have rammed them, and or just ran into them and broke something off. And if right. they're in the hysteria, I'm just saying. I, it's not that I don't believe that there's a possible creature down there. I do think that I see no reason for it to attack something like that unless it felt threatened or right. was dying of old age and was crotchety. Yeah. <laughs> Crotchety. <laughs> Little pissy. Oh, my goodness. So I stole your story, Clint man. Says, what? Yeah, Civil War subs are just 10 guys holding their breath. <laughs> That's great. Oh, my God. Good stuff. Did I, so I'm sorry I stole that story from you, though, bud. It's okay. I, I always bring a lot of stories. So. I feel bad. Don't worry. Feel bad. Uh, I got I got another one. Hit so, him. Uh, motorist speaks about the night he gave a lift to a or gave a ghost a lift. I love these types of stories. This comes from GloucestershireLive.co.uk. It's their local tabloid or paper. Um, a motorist traveling through Twexbury claims a young girl he picked up from the side of the road in torrential rain could have been a ghost. Okay. Bob Beard, B-I-E-R-D, who was driving along the A38, told authors of Haunted Holidays in 2002, quote, she looked soaked and I asked her if she wanted a lift. The woman did not speak and seemed confused, but managed to direct him to a cottage where he dropped her off. Oh, fuck. He turned his car around in the driveway and went to leave. But when he got to its end, he found it blocked with a fence and had to drive alongside the hedge until he found a gap to rejoin the road. What? Worried about where he had dropped the young woman off, he nipped back and knocked on the door of the cottage, but got no answer. You gotta be fucking kidding me. You went Mr. back and knocked on the door? Mr. Mr. Beard added, Some weeks later, I was going near the area, and I was a bit concerned about the young lady, so I decided to call back at the cottage. No! I, <laughs> I knocked on the door, and a no. woman answered. Ah. <sighs> I explained why I'd, I had come and asked if the young girl was all right. Here it comes. The woman said that no young girl lived here. 
she once had a daughter, but she was killed on a road accident in 1957, one night when it was pouring rain. <sighs> there it is. There so, it is. I get the whole spectral hitchhiker thing. How yeah. did he... He he must have been in some how how did the vehicle pass through the fence to get to the garage, uh, the cottage? That's what I want to know. And then it was there when he when she got out. That's what I want to know. Exactly what I want to know. I don't know. It's uh, raising bringing up a good point. It could be a time slip kind of thing. Right. That he slipped back in time. And saved her, and then maybe there's another timeline where she survived. Oh, but man. I mean, Did, I, I want to know if he got feel. into the story then with, I guess it was would be what her mother. I yeah, I guess I, I uh, want to know. What the article said that Damn. was the entire article, so they didn't go into more detail on it. Like in my mind, he he recounted the story, told her. And then the mom felt better because she felt like her daughter was home and there was a long loving embrace and hugs. And since then they've become like lifelong friends. There I said it. Maybe. Yeah. They enjoy tea on like Sunday afternoons. You think that's possible? Sure. (laughs) Whatever makes you feel better. I appreciate you. (laughs) I know. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god I love those types of stories man. I love it so what put yourself in there would you pick up a hitchhiker to begin with ever is there any possibility that you would pitch up, pick up a hitchhiker I don't know <laughs> like I have seen equal amounts of horror films and porn films that start exactly that way. Picking up a hitchhiker. Make sense? That's not an answer to my question. <laughs> Fuck no, I'm not going to pick up a hitchhiker, dude. No. I am not going to pick up a hitchhiker. Ever. But if you ever had to hitchhike, if you ever had to hitchhike, wouldn't you want somebody to pick you up? No, I wouldn't. Because No? No, because I don't trust people. So I'm going to stick my thumb out and be like the first crazy motherfucker to pick me up. You know what I'm saying? I, I've hitchhiked before. No, you have not. Have you really? Yes, I have Koopsick. one time when I was at college. Yeah. Koopsick. Who picked you up? Well, I, a couple of stoners that worked at Coors Brewing Company in Denver oh in an RV. God. In an RV? I've never told you this story. No. All right. So after high school, I went to Denver to go to school. Yeah, And a lot of the time out there, I didn't have a lot of money, you know, as a high school kid. So I'd go drive into the mountains and go hiking for hours on in on days when I didn't have anything to do. Okay. And I don't know if you know Denver very well. There's a town outside Denver called Golden, and it's where the Coors Brewing Company is. Silver bullet. There is an overlook kind of mountain that has a G on it for gold. I think it's a G. No, it's an M for the Miners College there. Anyways, oh, okay. it doesn't matter. At the top, there's a building that I think it's Jesse James. Not Jesse James. Daniel Boone's grave. One of those Westerners graves up there. That's okay? cool as shit. He's, bar- he's actually up there. 
anyways, it's open during the day, but I was up there. I drove up there at night. It was probably around 8, 9 p.m. when I got up there to overlook the city because you can see the entire city of Denver from up there because Denver is flat. Right. It's right next to the mountains, but Denver is super flat. It's uh, the western part or east eastern part of Colorado is flatter than most of Kansas. But Shit. anyways, you can see the entire city up there. So I was up there and um, nobody else was up there. And I went back to my car and it wouldn't start. Shit. I couldn't get anybody. I, I couldn't get anybody on my phone. Yeah. My roommates, I couldn't get them a whole, on the phone. So Fuck. I just, I'm going to walk home. Now, relative to, I don't know. It, it I could take Kansas City as a reference. So I was in downtown Kansas City and I had to walk to my house in Merriam is basically how far it was. How far is that? It was, I was looking for a three or four hour, three or four hour, or five hour walk at least. And you had just been hiking? No, I wasn't hiking. I just drove up oh, there you just to drove up there. look out over the, the, I just drove up there for something to do. It was a Friday night, I think, Friday or Saturday night. I don't remember. Okay. And I just went up there to chill and relax and then my car wouldn't start. So I walked down the mountain. That was fine. Huh. The whole thing, the whole thing actually was fine. It was just, uh, so I walked down into Golden, which there is a, one row of foothill mountains in between Golden and Denver, but there's a highway that runs out. So I walked through the town of Golden, walked to the highway, which goes right next to the Coors Brewing Company. I'm walking along the highway and it's an interstate. Yeah. And, you know, legally you're not supposed to walk along an interstate. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't have any choice, so I'm doing that, and I do have my thumb out. Yeah. Four cop cars drive by, and none of them even stop to ask what I'm doing. Four cop cars. Yeah, four cop cars drive by. Finally. Dicks. A, um, an RV, a small a small RV pulls over. <laughs> Here. And I run up, and it's uh, it's an older, like, hippie-ish couple that Here. works at the brewing company. Here comes Jay and Silent Bob in a fucking <laughs> RV. <laughs> and they say they can drive me to my exit because from the highway it goes to an exit, which I live on that road, but it's miles down that road. But it's a yeah. long, you know, long road out of Denver almost. But I've lived, I lived in a town called Broomfield. I don't, for anybody that knows Denver. Huh. Anyway, so I get, they, they take me and it's fine. You know, they're nice enough. It's, they take me five minutes to my exit. Nice. Ten minutes maybe to my exits. So they drop me off. I still have a long walk home. Yeah. I walk for maybe 30 minutes and hook up with some drunk guys walking home from the bar because this time it's nearing midnight, if not later. Oh. And uh, we walk. I walk with them for a little while. Why not? They're yeah. going the same direction I am. Fuck yeah. They they break off and go to their house in their neighborhood, and then a cop stops me to see what I'm doing. Now a cop fucking stops. Yeah. Okay. And I happen to be in one county because there's and or one city, <laughs> and I wasn't. I was in the city that he 
was a police officer for, but my where I lived was in another city. I think he was just being a dick because I don't know why he couldn't do this. He said, "Out of his jurisdiction, your house is out of my jurisdiction. I could take you to the edge of my jurisdiction, but not the rest of the way home." <laughs> so I got to ride in the crappy hard back seat. He wouldn't let me sit up front. No way. And then I still had another ten minutes to walk home. So yeah, that's my. But you um, got there. I got home like one one thirty, I think. That's my hitchhiking story. And, did you uh, just uh, leave the car? Tim says, "Don't forget the rules of the road." <laughs> That's um, right. I'm the unwritten book of the road. The unwritten book of the road. Hey, hey! If it gets you a few hundred <laughs> yards or a few hundred miles across the country, take a shot in the mouth, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't have to do anything like that. <laughs> oh my god. So, hey, I got a question for you, though. I went back up the next day, and yeah. my car started. No right fucking up there and way. My car started, so. Oh, well, it was a hell... You know, I had a good time, actually. Had a hell of a good Honestly, time. Honestly, mean, it could have been bad. Making memories. That's what's up. Making memories. Hey, I got a question for you, though. Yeah. In, in all seriousness, how how are we going to die? How are we going to die this faces way? faces another ice age within 15 years as Russian scientists discover sun cooling. Da, da, da. I like it. <laughs> this comes from the Express, the, uh, you know, the, the, the UK? wonderful tabloid out of the UK. Yeah. Very nice, very nice. Um, the Earth is heading towards another ice age as solar magnetic activity is set to drop by up to 60% in the next 15 years. So we've got... Half people over here saying that like all this global warming shit is going on, and then all these other people are saying, no, 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 no. The next ice age is on its way. It's always been that way. Gotcha. We don't. You and I are the same age. Um, in the seventies, the big thing, you know, that was before we were born. But the right. big thing was the next thing that was going to happen was an ice age. That's what they talked about pretty much all the whole decade of the 70s. So That must have been it shit. It goes in cycles. It's just to scare us, really. Uh, anyways, shit. experts say that solar activity as low as it currently is has not been seen since the min- mini ice age that took place between 1645 and 1715, a period known as the Maunder Minimum, where the entire Thames froze over. Huh. A new model has allowed experts to predict solar activity with more accuracy than ever before, and it suggests that magnetic activity will fall by 60% between 2030 and 2040. 60%? Yeah, uh, that's what it says. The model looks at the sun's 11-year heartbeat, the period it takes for magnetic activity to fluctuate, this cycle was first discovered some 173 years ago. However, a mathematician has established a more up-to-date model that can forecast what the solar cycles will look like based upon dynamo effects in two layers of the sun. Dynamo effects are a geophysical theory that dictate how the movement of the Earth's outer core conducts material like liquid iron across the magnetic field to create an electric current. This also influences fluid motion beneath Earth's surface 
to create two magnetic fields along the axis of Earth's rotation for all you sciencey people. Huh. I would put myself in that boat, but anyways. <laughs> Valentina Zarkova from Northumbria University applied his theory to the sun and was able to predict the effects of solar cycles with 97% accuracy. Wow. Miss Sarkova said at the National Astronomy Meeting, quote, we found magnetic wave components appearing in pairs originating in two different layers of the sun's interior. They both have a frequency of approximately 11 years, although this frequency is slightly different and they are offset in time. Combining both waves together and comparing to real data for the current solar cycle, we found that our prediction showed an accuracy of 97%. Ms. Sarkova says the next cycle is set to peak in 2022, and the cycle after, known as cycle 26, will herald a new ice age. She continued, in cycle 26, the new waves exactly mirror each other, peaked at the same time but in opposite in hemispheres of the sun huh. their interaction will be disruptive or they will nearly cancel each other out we predict that this will lead to the properties of a maunder minimum during the maunder minimum temperatures glo- dropped globally by 1.3 degrees celsius although it seems insignificant it led to shorter seasons and ultimately food shortages. The Maunder Minimum is also known as the Prolonged Sunspot Minimum and is the name used for the period starting from those years that I mentioned before. During the 70-year period, sunspots became exceedingly rare. The phenomenon was only properly researched in 1976 when John Eddy published a scientific paper. Astronomers before Eddie had also named the period after the husband and wife solar astronomer Annie Maunder E. and Walter Maunder, who studied how sunspot latitudes changed with time. Uh, One last thing. Climate models have shown that low solar activity interferes with the jet stream. The current of air and warm water, which keeps Britain's temperatures higher. This is a Britain article, so uh, temperatures higher than they would otherwise be. This is crazy. <laughs> I fucking hate that. La- What's that? I'm laughing at Tim's pun, Tim's joke. It says, uh, what do you say? I understand this whole new magnetic model is attractive, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, I mean, our, it's. There could be an argument made. And I don't know what to believe because I don't know. I'm not a scientist. That we're creating global warming. But honestly, our sun and our planet and other things in our solar system go through phases. It's mostly our sun. The The biggest effect, the biggest climate effector, I don't even know if that's a word, (laughs) is is our sun. Yes. It is our sun. Our sun controls pretty much everything our climate does and yeah we may be able to affect it some i'm not denying that but it goes through cycles and at some point it's going to go into a big 
what they call it, minimum, yes. and probably freeze half the planet over, and we won't be able to do anything about it. Even totally our effects to the planet causing global warming, I don't think we'll be able to stop it. Probably not. We're screwed. It's kind of... It's, I mean, we don't, we don't know. We can predict things like they're trying to do here. Yeah. But have you seen the movie Snowpiercer? No. It's a movie, it's a futuristic movie. It takes place, the entire movie pretty much takes place on a train. But the people on the train are the only people on the world that are alive. Shit. And it's kept warm. Because in that movie, the governments of the world used chemtrails to... Well, they, they called them chemtrails in the movie, but they sprayed chemicals into our atmosphere to stave off global warming. But what it did was cause a worldwide ice age because we wow. didn't know what we were doing, which right. is pretty much Par for the, the state of things now yeah. in my mind. We, we understand some patterns, but... If they came up with an idea that said, if we spray this, it'll save all of us. Yeah. They would probably do it. And who knows? It could kill us. I mean, we just don't know. We think we know as a human race. We think we know all this stuff. But really, we don't. We don't know shit. Sorry, guys. So would you rather fry or be frozen? God, you always ask some weird fucking questions. Like last week, it was what? If I would rather if you drown, rather drown or be burned by fire. Shit, man. I don't know. I don't know. I honestly, when it comes to fire or ice, I'd rather go by ice because How do you- basically your body would shut down. I think it would be less painful than going by fire. Ugh. But they both sound like they both sound pretty shitty. I'm just gonna say, most likely, before <laughs> we actually froze to death, yeah. we would die by either starvation or somebody trying to kill us for what we have. Fuckers. So. Ugh. I tell you what. Ectoplasmshow.com. Ectoplasm Show on Facebook, at Ectoplasm Show on Instagram and Twitter, Ectoplasm Show at gmail.com, or you just give us a ring or shoot us a text at 913 730 7255. What else we got, pal? What else we got, Ron? I'd like to thank everybody that turned out on Twitch on tonight. The Twitch? We got quite a few people in there, cool. and Tim. Is keeping the conversation going in there. So. Thank you, Tim. Thank, thank you. Good stuff, guys. Good stuff. So yeah, uh, did I did I say on the last episode? I don't know if I did, or I think I told you Friday night. We now have a topic for our next drunk episode. Yeah, you told me, cocksucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you told me the because haunted I'm dolls. Basically, not really afraid of anything. It's yeah. going to be another topic that scares the shit out yeah. of you because you're fearless. <laughs> you're fucking fearless. <laughs> haunted and scary dolls. Yeah, it'll it'll be great. Let me tell you, it's it's weird too because yeah, I fucking hate dolls and I always have. And here's why: um, when my grandparents owned the house that I'm in right now, the house that 
my wife and I ended up buying from my grandparents. Uh, they lived here for 45 years, I believe. So I basically kind of grew up in this house anyway. My grandmother, God love her. She had all of these little porcelain dolls set up all over the place. And the room that I used to sleep in, which is actually now where my youngest sleeps, had all of these porcelain dolls lined up all around the room. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, even at a young age, looking at these things, I'm like, there's something just not right about these motherfucking dolls, right? And they're all dressed all cute and prim and ugh, whatever. It was fucked. I, I've always been creeped out by dolls. Then, same house again. Actually, the exact same room that I'm sitting in right now. Um, my grandmother had a little doll. Now, it's funny because when we were at Big Rip for the uh, Kansas City Paracon event. Yeah. Hmm? They had a little uh, ventriloquist doll. Yes. Exactly like the doll. So. That really sent my shit of, of flying if, because um, it was a marionette puppet that you pull the string, yeah. its mouth opens and shit like that. Um, it's dressed in the together, black tux. What's that? Yeah. Yeah. If you and I are together when yeah. we do the drunk episode? Yeah. You're going to bring a fucking Mike has one of those exact dolls. Oh, that's adorable. So he has the exact one that's there, a big room. Gra- Grandma called that doll Bob. Bob looks like your stereotypical ventriloquist doll. Had the black tuxedo, all that shit. Um, it, Mike's it looked, doll is named Norman. That's cute. That's cute. As in Norman Bates. <laughs> all I know is one day I was playing with Bob, and I was playing with the string or whatever, and I let go of the string. I remember specifically no more of the string, and the mouth. I was just holding the damn doll. The mouth closed itself, then opened itself. Closed. Will you opened. hold Norman? What's that? I'll fight. Yeah, will you I, hold will, Norman I will if hold I, bring Norman, I will hold Norman on my lap. I'm not going to like it, but I'm going to I'll get acquainted with Norman. I've done stranger shit. It'll be <laughs> okay. fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. I tell you what, we're going to wrap up the show. I hope you guys have a great rest of the week. Happy Tuesday. We'll talk to you again bright and early on Friday morning. Peace out.